When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Garibaldi Red, Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. Uh, we're back after my very long furlough of 10 weeks, so it's all a bit weird, but we're relaunching with our special guest this week, Greg Mitchell from uh, Forza Garibaldi. So thanks for joining us, Greg. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. You've nailed the lockdown hair better than I have. My wife <laughs> half cut mine, then the clipper batches ran out, and it's gone a bit wild. And it, I don't know if the grey comes up with my very white background, but my hair's got progressively more grey through the last nine weeks. Yeah, I had uh, one lockdown haircut and then decided against it after that. It was a bit dramatic, uh, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> You're riding the storm out now. Yeah. How have you been then in terms of lockdown, lack of football? Have you kind of adapted to it over time as we're back on the verge of it coming back this week? Um, yes. At the start, it was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I was watching like Belarusian, their, their top league. And, yeah, uh, their president really stood firm. Yeah, tried to, tried to follow a couple of like the online games, but that, that didn't work. So I've kind of, yeah, I just gave up. Enjoyed the, uh, we've had some great weather, haven't we? So I enjoyed that and all of a sudden it's back and it's back quickly. <laughs> Did it leave a big hole, football? Do you think, do you realise how much mm. it means to you when it's not there, just as it should be kind of at the, the climax of the season when it when it's all on the line? Yeah, the dates kept popping up, didn't we? Like we should have been playing Derby and then, you know, it should have been the end of the season, then it could have been the playoffs and mm. you start thinking what you would have been doing, but Obviously, there's more important things and keeping us all safe and locked down was the, the most important. But you can't you can't say you're not disappointed. And if we do have a good season, it'd be a crying shame if we weren't to witness it ourselves. What impact do you think not playing for so long will have? Is it is it impossible to tell in a sense? Oh, yeah, because every single team's the same. And it's funny because I've been speaking to fans from... From other championship clubs, like I've got a friend who's a Brentford fan, and so and I was going to say the same answer to you that oh, we're going to get all lots of players back and we're going to be really strong. But every single team's fans are saying that. Every single team, you know, we haven't really heard touch wood of many injuries coming back from this mini pre-season. But you know, it's it's going to be a different league, and I don't think there's any point in looking at form, which is a, a good thing for us with the way we finished off. But yeah, it, it's anyone's. I think I really do think that someone's going to go on a real big run and either bounce into the playoffs from mid-table or even I know it sounds stupid, but even catch the top two. Mm, mm. I mean, we'll come on to that more a bit later, but just tell us a bit about. Obviously, Forza Garibaldi, you're heavily involved with. Tell us about them and a bit of your own story as a Forest fan. I mean, how did you? Is it a family thing that you're a Reds fan, or is it something you kind of fell into? Yeah, my my dad was a huge fan. He ticked all the boxes, went to Munich, did all that. Um, took me to Wembley when I was seven, Zenith Data Cup final. Um, went to that, won it, 
amazing. Never been back to Wembley since. So, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely sold a lie on that day. But, yeah, just a, a family thing. A lot of my family supported him and most local club to me. So it was always going to happen. It's been mostly... Not not mostly thin, but there's there's been some good times. But people our age, I think we're about the same age. Um, mm. It's been pretty tough supporting Forest, hasn't it? A lot of that time. Oh yeah, I mean when you look at the our highlights, it was the uh, just getting the end of Cluffy's last good team. Yeah, and then you know Paul Hart's side two thousand and two or three. That was exciting. That was really good. And then uh, you know Billy's era. Yeah. which had its ups and downs. And then <laughs> I always I always say for me, like one of my best ever days following Forest was the Ipswich at home game staying up. Yeah. Because it just meant so much. It didn't just mean surviving. It was all about the new regime coming in in a better division than it looked like they were going to start on. And just everything about that day was just such a good memory. Mm. Um, Forza started amongst you know one of the... The low points. I mean, that started during Fawaz, kind of the club glossing over the 150 year anniversary. Is that is that right? Yeah, it, it was pretty much a, an accident. I think we were on a train moaning about the, you know, what the club had got planned, and we didn't think it was enough, and there wasn't something just for the fans. So, you know, out of maybe a bit of annoyance that we'd just planned this trip to the uh, the Orange Tree, which was the Clinton Arms where Forrest were founded. Mm. And uh, it just snowballed. More and more people wanted to come. The, I remember the pub started to get nervous and said, look, can you somehow ticket it? So we had to draw up almost like a guest list of 200 or 250. And then it was kind of like an impromptu march to the ground. And that's when... After seeing all the great photos and the flags outside Cluffy's statue, and we thought, God, this could be great, like bringing mm. a bit of colour back to the ground. And because at that time there wasn't many people walking around Nottingham proud in a forest shirt, and it's nice now because, um, especially with like the scarves and stuff, helping to bring them back, you do see it a lot more in the ground. And I think it's nice to think we had a little part to play in that, just uh, getting a bit of red and white back into the place. It must be more than you expected, though. You think of the the boats coming down the river, the World War One Memorial, the the Derby games. Mm. You didn't set out with this goal, I imagine, did you? Oh no, no, not at all. And we're lucky that I think it just started out with three of us, and um, the people that have volunteered and helped us along the way. They've got so many brilliant talents that you know things like the uh, memorial display and the, the legends displays, and the ones we're really proud of the uh, 120th year of the city ground, mm. you know, they only came about because people, after we started it, got involved and put their heads together. So, yeah, it's something to be proud of. How much of your time does it take up then? Because, you know, these things don't happen easily. You put a lot of work into it, I suppose. Yeah, I certainly don't put as much work as some of the others into it these days. But, um, yeah, it does. But you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it. So... Mm. It's not like a job, it's just, you know, it's something that we're passionate about. And when you see, like, the fruits of our labour with the displays and things like that, it's worth every minute. And the club are a lot more on board now, is that fair to say? I mean, you couldn't do mm. what you've done without the club. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, there's no way we could have. We, we've always needed the access, especially when we started painting our own banners, you know, putting cards on seats for some of the TFOs that, 
if the club had said no from day one, mm. um, we'd never have been able to do it. We'd have been able to do the boats and you know the marches to the ground might have got a little bit bigger, but when the new what you have to remember is that the new owners are from Olympiacos and they've got yeah. a huge like culture of, you know, displays and TIFOs and they're like, not that we're an ultra group, but they have a huge ultra group over there and they knew how important it was to get a fan group involved. So they've been brilliant with us. They really have. How does football look now, do you think, in the next few months without fans? I don't know if you watch much of the Bundesliga and a bit of stuff like yeah, that. I have and... Um, I'm lucky that I go over to Dortmund quite a bit. So I've got friends who I've met through football who are big Dortmund fans. Um, similar stories to me, they've supported them since they were little kids. And uh, When you go over to their games, the passion is just at a different level. It really is. And for them, I've seen a lot from them that their opinions are different to the English fans about it coming back. They just didn't seem to want their games to return without any fans. They'd rather have nothing at all. Mm. They were calling them ghost games. and But for me, I didn't enjoy it at the start when you could hear the manager shouting and the yeah. players scream. It was weird, but as much as I hate to say it, and I really didn't think I'd before it, um, they've started to put crowd noises in. And when yeah. you're watching on TV, it does make a difference. Because it doesn't... You, after 10 minutes, you forget there's no crowd there. It's not a good thing in the sense that you'd hope it wouldn't mean that things, well, we can leave it without crowds for a bit longer. I think the priority should be get the crowds back for next season. Um, but it does make it more watchable, definitely. Yeah, I suppose it's not really sustainable in a sense but do you think it's kind of a case of get this season out of the way mm. and then you avoid all the lawsuits and the legal mire and then you can kind of reassess like you said with the health yeah. is the most important thing in the wider society isn't it oh yeah absolutely and, and this I mean you can't hide from the fact that football is now a huge business it's a massive business so if the games didn't go ahead then clubs would have gone out of business I've got no doubt about that but Mm. fans need to come back next season especially in the lower leagues or those clubs just won't survive because the TV money just doesn't trickle down that far mm. Mm. What role do you think Forza can play in the next uh, next few months as this season finishes or anything you can do to support the players even with no fans there? Yeah I mean we've got a few ideas and hopefully some of them will come to fruition but um, we <laughs> We can't be in the ground, so we can't make no. a noise. And you, you can't know, be just... outside the ground either, can well, you? Well, exactly. I, I had this idea when it all started talking. I said, oh, we can just have a walk around the trend and, you know, listen to it on the radio. But obviously, mm. it's not a sensible idea because the last thing we want is crowds congregating. And So, yeah, we can. there's things we can do. I'm not entirely sure what they are yet, but... Um, until fans are allowed in the ground, I don't think you'll see those home results that you used to see. I think the first weekend of the Bundesliga, there was only one home win out of nine yeah. games. And I mean, that's just unheard of with a partisan uh, fan group, fans behind you. But the good thing is, our away form so good this season, mm. maybe that, that would benefit us compared to other clubs. It's a bit of a fanciful question at the moment. Would you take Forest going up even if you couldn't be there to watch it? Is promotion still the main thing? Or do you would you rather it was delayed for a year and you hope you could be there next year? 
if I'm completely honest, I'd, I'd hope it's unrealistic. So it's like you say, it's fanciful. But we've not been in the Premier League the entire time, basically. I've followed Forest, and there's some fans that weren't even born. Mm. They're huge supporters now. So to deny us of that, it's so hard to say, yeah, we take promotion now. And, you know, I read someone put, um, it would just be Forest Look that we spent 20 years out of the Premier League, get promoted, no fans. And then before you know it, we're allowed fans back in and we're back in the championship. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, other, the other side to it is, you've got to strike while the iron's hot, haven't you? We might not get this mm. opportunity again for another 20 years. So mm. do you, do you, not that we have a choice, it's either going to happen or it isn't, but do you start thinking, let's roll the dice and hope we get up and we have a, a club that seemingly is expecting us to be in the Premier League and we'll back us once we're there? Mm. Mm. As we look at the fixtures then, the first game back, Sheffield Wednesday... Um, who obviously we don't do very well against. They tend to mm. batter us, uh, especially that home game. Um, how do you see it then? Being at Hillsbury, you talked about away form and the, you know those home results in Germany. Are you pretty confident going into the weekend? Yeah, I mean we should be. And like I say, form form isn't really a, a thing at the minute because it has been so long. It's like a brand new season, isn't it? You wouldn't start talking about form. But it's a new season with the exact same squads. And you go online and you listen to what the Sheffield Wednesday fans are saying and they're expecting us to take the points. But <laughs> it's football, so you just yeah. never know. And, of course, they've got this court case looming over them as well. So they're going to be fighting for their lives because although they look like they're mid-table and safe, they could suddenly get a load of points docked. Mm-hmm. It will be. It will be a real interesting sign of how the rest of the season's going to play out. We could go there and absolutely blow them away 3 or 4 nil, and you think, wow, let's start looking at the results above us. But you get a bad result and everyone's been waiting so long for this game, suddenly the knives will be out on Twitter like always. Do you think Forrest are nailed on for the playoffs? I mean, they've got this five-point cushion, but mm. a couple of bad results and that evaporates pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And it's really tight as well, like that whole top half. So it only takes a couple of teams to go on a run. But I'd be astounded if we don't get in the playoffs this season. We're gonna, I'll just read out the fixtures for listeners because, you know, I've forgotten them. So it's um, Wednesday away, uh, Huddersfield at home, Bristol City at home, Derby away, Fulham at home, Preston away, Swansea at home, Barnsley away and Stoke at home. On paper, that looks pretty good. But like you say, do you kind of have the mentality that every team's got zero points again now? Yes, definitely. I think Sabra's clever enough as well. He's going to be thinking that. That table at the minute will have no interest to him. It will be the start of the season for him, I'm sure. And it's interesting you've seen them training a lot at the the ground and you Mm. think... He's being clever there. He's getting them used to playing in that atmosphere, isn't he? And, you know, to hear their own voices bounce off the stands. So, yeah, it's a, it's a new season for me, a new short summer season. And I looked at the fixtures. I scrolled down to June, July. I thought I'd gone back to, the, back to pre-season, but it's actually the pictures <laughs> to come. Um, what, what have you made of Lamucci then? Were you as sceptical as, well, not everyone, but quite a few people when he was appointed? Yeah, oh, yeah I mean... It, I, I did feel sorry for Martin O'Neill. I didn't necessarily want him to stay, but 
it was just so it was so quick wasn't it and then 18 minutes later all of a sudden this guy <laughs> who none of us had heard of um started but from his first interview instantly warmed to him and you know we had the bad result against West Brom at the start of the season but they played well and it He's just been, he's been a real, I think most fans wanted more than anything for this manager to last the season and go yeah. from there. And, you know, barring something ridiculous, that's going to have happened. So that's a great start for any manager at Forest in the last 20 years. How does this team compare with the others that you've seen? You mentioned the Hart team, the Billy Davis team, the, the latter days of Brian Clough. How does this one match up, do you think? It, it, it's a, it's a, good championship team I mean yeah. when when we if and when we get promoted obviously they're going to have to strengthen in a lot a lot of areas but our academy again has overproduced mm. because it's like not a category academy you know we went down to Chelsea and watched Might and just this play you'd never heard of just play absolutely brilliant and these young players just seem to be coming through all the time and if it's not to benefit us on the pitch, it'll benefit us financially when they go somewhere else for 10, 15 million. So I'm excited. I think if we got promoted, possibly only three or four of our current team would be like regular Premier League players if we didn't want to just be scrapping in the bottom three. Mm. But what they've built already in such a short time, you've got to be excited about what they're doing a summer of knowing they've got promotion and a, a you know a real chance to to climb up the league again do you think this is kind of a watershed moment for the game in terms of finances because definitely the transfer fees will probably crash wages might have to come down mm-hmm. you think this could change the way the game is now it's that has to be one of the few good things that comes out of this whole situation that fans especially and others have realised that, you know, football's not a sustainable sport. It's just so out of touch in the way that the the money is distributed from the Premier League downwards. It's just ridiculous how there's that huge void. And, you know, once... And who's saying something like this won't happen again? Mm. Clubs would have to be better prepared for it. Because... It, League One and League Two clubs, they must be in dire straits now. They already lost one club before this pandemic in Bury. So, you know, we've got to hope that they all get through it. But I wouldn't be surprised if some don't and things will have to change for that not to happen next time. Yeah. I mean, Forest, to be fair, they seem a much better run club now than they have been mm-hmm. for a while. That must, that must be a big relief for, for fans, mustn't it? Yeah, and it always was. As soon as it was rumoured that he was taking over, you know, when Fawaz took over, you looked and he'd, he'd run this club in Kuwait that no one had heard of. And they, no disrespect to Kuwait, but it's not a big footballing nation. And then all of a sudden, we've got this owner who owns a club who are constantly in the Champions League and Champions of Greece. And, you know, they, what I loved as well is, I think it was one of something the chairman said at the very start that, the players they want at Nottingham Forest need to be as good off the pitch as they are on the pitch. Mm. And I think a few years gone by, we had some absolutely rotten eggs in our squad that just weren't doing things right. And now, through all these things, you've seen some really good gestures from some of the players and you know some of the charity work they're doing with homeless charities. And they really do seem like it's as important that they're, they're, they're good off the pitch as they are on. And it's great for the city. Mm. 
do you buy into this theory? Um, I'm not sure I always do. That football clubs are particularly special in terms of, oh, you know, achievement, but just uh, what they provide. Um, do you think Nottingham Forest are a special standout football club, um, uh, set apart from the rest? I don't think they have been, but I think yeah. we definitely are on the right track to be, and we can be. Yeah. Um, the stuff they do in the community now, which they don't shout about either, which mm. they should do, I think. Um, it's it's growing, and I think we really can be that. I can't think of the right word for the club, but that community club that aren't just about football fans, but they're about everything around them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the European Cups can kind of weigh as a bit of a, a shadow mm. in a sense, but now it feels like they're moving in, you know, in the right direction as a, as a football club with, with yourselves, doing the fan stuff, doing the community stuff, and it. Probably it is a club to be proud of to support, isn't it, at the moment? Mm. Yeah, definitely. But we're, def- we're, we're almost certainly not there yet. It's not like we're definitely not different from many other clubs around the country at the minute, but we can be. Mm. And I think we're, we're going along the right route for that. Um, society seems to be changing a lot rapidly at the moment. We've seen all the kind of Black Lives Matter protests and diversity in uh, wider society. Football, to me, when I when I go to games, is still a predominantly kind of white person sport in terms of the faces you see at the grounds. Is that something you might not have talked about as a group, uh, a fan group, but is that something you might want to change and contribute to and engage more with different communities around the city if you can? Um, well, yeah, of course. I mean... I'm trying to think what we what we could do as a, a group. I think something like that has to come from the club and trickle yeah. down. Uh, and they're certainly keen. As, you know, diversity is, is huge for Forest mm. uh, because we live in such a diverse city as well. I think a couple of years ago, uh, was it the women's Jamaican team they had playing at the city ground and they made a real good big thing of that. I might be wrong. I think it was them. Um, but... It's strange because when you see the amount of diverse and different people playing football, it doesn't relay into the stands, does it? Mm. Um, we had the issue a, a year or so ago. There was a Forest song that, you know, it, it was a bit of a rubbish song that had yeah, been sang yeah. for years. And, it, you know, my uh, my fiance, she's a season ticket holder at Forest, and she's never been bothered about things like that until it was brought up and you thought about what you were singing and you think, God, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm not going to say, but you know what I mean. And football's changing like society's changing and things like the, the Black Lives Matter protests, they can only be a good positive thing uh, for everything and for football. Yeah, but I know what you mean, yeah. There needs to be more done, definitely. I remember watching Soccer AM as a teenager and it being this big cult show. And then you watch it back and it was incredibly sexist. Yeah. You didn't think anything at the time. And there's probably listeners who are going to think I'm some kind of left-wing woke idiot now saying this. But, um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, society has definitely changed. Although, to be fair, I think do you, it's fair to say football is more welcoming now for women. And, uh, mm. you know, you don't, I, I've not heard any homophobic stuff in, in grounds for a while, although I have in the press box mostly. But it, yeah. do you think it, it does feel more welcoming now? Yeah, because it's just so... Do you know, if you think about some of the stuff that's been chanted throughout the years, and I know people have different opinions, but it's just embarrassing. It's not mm. It's not needed, is it? 
uh, you can stand there and cringe and you know without getting into it because that's not what it's about but football fans I think recently have come across very well and then you see what's happened in London this past yeah. weekend and how football's been so closely attached to what some of those people did and some of their views it it's damaging and it doesn't need to be seen and we know you might not like me saying this but we know how as fans how media will jump on mm. the slightest thing done wrong by football fans they always have done and you know, you're fighting a losing battle if you see scenes like last weekend in London, whether you agree with them or not, it wasn't right. No, you're right. Yeah. So for me, that has to be, you know, draw a line under that and let's move on and show the positive sides of, of what football can bring, especially to communities. Mm. Is that something in the back of your mind with Forza Garibaldi of trying to show the best of football fans? Well, we, we all... I, I, I'd like to think we always have done. We've never, um, we've never, as a group, we've never really been in trouble. We've never caused any issues. The police always seem happy with what we do. We try and tell them as much as possible about our plans if we're going to certain pubs or because we, I mean, we've hired uh, places out in Sheffield before, like that are used to <laughs> holding gigs of one and a half thousand people, and we've yeah. been there on a Saturday morning, and there's been no issues and. You know, I think they kind of like the fact we can have a good laugh, have a few beers and a sing and just not take it too far. So in the future, I don't know about um, helping, you know, further going too deep into the uh, the diversity side of things. Like I say, I think that needs to come from the EFL and then the clubs and then filter down into fan groups and ask for our help with that. But... Um, we'd obviously always be open to and we'd always want to help. So how are you going to watch the game on um, the Wednesday game? Are you going to be able to follow along or not? Yeah, we've got, um, not that we've ever used it because we're always at the game. So <laughs> we've got this iFollow. I don't know whether I'll be able to get it on the TV or so we'll have to crowd around an iPad. But I've said to like Laura that, and my dad that I'd be happy just going for a walk with Radio Nottingham on, to be yeah. honest. So we're going to watch it on Saturday and then see from there. But the Derby game will be interesting because there's rumours the pubs might open that day. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I have a suspicion that's probably part of the reason it's been brought forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, will it be the same to you? I mean, you go home and away, I take it, do you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not like some of our group that haven't missed a game for God, 10, 15 years. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we do and... It's going to be weird. It really is. Eh? Like I say, watching the German games and Dort- I like Dortmund and I, I, I follow their results all the time. But I found myself looking at my phone and just yeah. daydreaming and looking out the window. And it'll be interesting that Forest is my team, the team I'm so passionate about. I, I haven't got a clue what it's going to be like. I'm sure yeah. as we score that first goal, everything will be forgotten and all the the morals about I'm not going to. I'm not going to get too involved in it if I can't be there. I still, everything's going to go out of the window. <laughs> Is, have you have you actually missed it then? That that football. Have you been on a Saturday afternoon and thought, "Oh, I'm missing football." I'm you know sat on my sofa watching reruns of I don't know <laughs> Britain's Got Talent or something. I don't even know what you want. <laughs> I haven't missed. Um, I haven't been watching Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> I can't believe I missed... all the TV shows in the world. I thought. <laughs> There's been nothing on, has there? No, no. But um, I have missed it, but more than the football, I've just missed the meeting my friends. 
you know, yeah. the pre-match rituals, the post-match rituals, all of that throughout the day and travelling to away games. For me, that's as important as the game itself and that's what I've missed as much as anything. What have you got going on with Forza then? Is that you might want to plug something since you've got this platform, I think you want to tell listeners about? We always like to keep things under the wrap if there is, if there is anything planned in the future and we hope that we can do something in the future. But all we're asking for at the minute is for people to visit our website if they wish to get their forest shirts on and just take some photos and send them to us because we've got this idea that we could use them with. Uh, we've already had over a thousand photos sent in to us, uh, mm. but we want we want double that really to make it as good our idea as good as it could be. How do people do that? What's the contact to send it to? Uh, to for, our website is forzagaraboldi.com, uh, for I think. And uh, there's a link on there. And they can just do it. It's ever so easy. The only issue is you can only upload one photo at a time. But if they just send us them in, obviously only send them if it is you and you're happy to share it with us. <laughs> Not just some random. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing to do with the cardboard cutouts going into the ground or anything. No. No, I think it's done very well, yeah. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, tell us about the picture behind you. Is that your favourite piece of forest memorabilia? And for people that... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to Brian Clough, if people aren't watching on YouTube. Yeah, that's the... Uh, I think that's after football sent us that. They had someone who did that for them. But, yeah, it seemed the best place to set up the iPad. I was lucky enough to meet him when I was a kid, um, but I can't, I just know I met him. I can't remember anything about it, but I'm just glad I can say yeah, I've met him. So, How old were uh, you at this point then? Oh, I'd have been seven or eight. I think it was a oh, reserve yeah. game. Does he have that aura? Do you, when you meet players, do you meet players much? Do you uh, yeah, play? yeah, not often, but yeah, we have to every so often. Do they have that aura about them, any footballers these yeah, days? Yeah, did I, um, it was for the remembrance display uh, in November and I met Joe Worrell. Because we wanted, for the video we were making, that's on our YouTube channel still, uh, we wanted a couple of snippets from him. And this is why being in good contact with the club helps, because yeah. we needed something from the club with this snippet from Joe Worrell, and they got us him, and we had a, a really good chat with him. Um, and he was just, he's such a humble guy. He seemed like a real genuine, decent Nottingham lad. Mm. And uh, that it makes it a little bit more special when you hear that like deep Nottingham accent from the guy <laughs> playing for you as well. Give us your prediction for for uh, Sheffield Wednesday v Forest. Then how do you see it? I think we'll win. I think it'll be KG, and they're by no means a, this team that the Sheffield Wednesday fans seem to think they are at the minute. And uh, it, like I say, it's the start of a season. That's the only way to look at it. And it, wouldn't it be amazing if we could get a, an away win on the board straight away? And final prediction, Forest are fifth at the moment. Where do they finish? Who do they play in the playoffs if they get there? And then what happens? I think we, well, at the minute, it's looking like Brentford, isn't it? Um, yeah. Who are in a similar situation to us. They don't get these chances and they think they've got one of their strongest teams they've had in years. Uh, so personally, I don't think I'd want Brentford out of the group in the pack, but I think we will take a bit of a run and we'll finish third or fourth and possibly play someone who's just snuck into the top six who's not there at the minute. Oh, I've got... Who's just outside? Bristol City, Millwall, Cardiff. Yeah, possibly Millwall. Derby have got 51 points, so they're safe. No, they're, no. Not, they're the only thing they can make a late run. 
I, I watched a bit of them, their pre-season, their uh, training, and I didn't think they looked like they'd had a, a fitness uh, few weeks. So it'd be nice to see them bomb. <laughs> well, that's a good note to end on, actually. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, if Now we're back. If people could like and subscribe, uh, Apple, to, Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. I've not done this in a while. I've really fucked that there. Don't edit that out. <laughs> Uh, yeah like us at Apple Podcasts uh, like and subscribe on YouTube or on Spotify uh, and any other good place you can get podcasts I'm sure there's others out there uh, we'll be back next week with Jeff Thomas I think who producer Dan had sort of heard of but not really uh, a vague memory of him and or perhaps Guy Moosey um, one of those two and maybe a, we've got a special exciting guest coming up uh, not that they're not exciting uh, a super exciting guest um, to come in the coming few weeks as we hope Forrest kick off with a win at Sheffield Wednesday and uh, that's about it thanks very much Greg no no problem enjoyed it anytime thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red a Nottingham Forest podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode thanks for listening thanks for listening